<laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how do you how do you how do you how do you intro these things? I mean, I'm being silly, but like I'm, I'm really like trying to think through it. Like, how do you come back? You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> man, it's been. I mean, man, it's been months. It's literally been months. And you just come back. You know, I told you, you know, when I changed the podcast, the first episode of the Fathership Project was the was the Aunt Viv Project. And it was like, I'm coming back, but I'm not the same, right? Um, and then I did that for a while. And then I, you know, went through this and disappeared again. So I'm, so I'm sitting here struggling. This is a weird intro, by the way. I'm sitting here struggling on how I'm going to have this conversation about not giving up in the midst of returning to something that I um, had given up on. Now, now, see, the difference of it is that I never really gave up on it. Um, I just didn't know when I was coming back. So, like, that's the opposite of consistency. Um, and, you know, it's not a decision. But I hadn't, my heart hadn't said, you're not, you're done. You know what I'm saying? This, this season of, you know, podcasting was over. It, it wasn't. I just legit um, stopped. And it was frustrating, man, because I love what I do. I love having these conversations. And um, and, and, and let me be 100% honest. I don't love everything about it, about this, about how this sounds, uh, about how the format was. And this wasn't my desire this wasn't the particular design of the podcast. Um, the podcast was designed for constant conversation. I wanted to have at least four co-hosts. I wanted to be super dialogue driven. I wanted to, you know, have multiple personalities and, and perspectives clashing, but coming together for the sole purpose of fatherhood, of having a conversation of empowering the fatherhood community. And I'm sharing all this because the conversation I'm going to have today about quitting versus consistency has a lot to say, has a lot to do with everything. Uh, but I'm just being super transparent, man. Like I said, it's been months since I've been here and now I'm back. And the hardest thing for me is not being consistent. It's about being um, reconsistent. Is that a word? <laughs> like, have you ever done something for a long time and it stopped and almost struggled with getting back up to do it because you stopped, right? Like, like struggling with the reality that, man, I failed at this, but I can get back up and do it. But why should I get back and do it when I've already failed at it, right? You know what I'm saying? Getting back up is harder than I thought, especially when you're not satisfied or especially when you have... Um, elevated your thinking beyond excuses when i used to be able to give myself excuses it was easy to start over and over and over and over and over and over because hey i had an excuse and for some weird <laughs> way the enemy has allowed my mind to struggle now with thing that god gave me right the perspective that god has allowed me to have when i'm not quitting you know i mean i have no excuses i'm not making excuses right men don't make excuses men make decisions and and then they, they they live with it, you know? So somehow the enemy has perverted that perspective. Um, 
<laughs> to now that because I don't have excuses, when I fail, when I'm not consistent, I struggle with getting back up on the horse because I didn't have no business quitting in the first place. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. You're listening to this, man. You're like, man, I ain't heard your show in months. And you come back on this rant talking about consistency. And I'm in, listen, all, and you know, and don't get me wrong, I, I am not upset with my listenership for you answering this question. If you listen and you're like, yeah, bro, I get that. Okay, cool. What do this got to do with fathership, right? <laughs> This don't have nothing to do with fatherhood. Nothing. This is the fathership project. Why is you talking about consistency? Why is you talking about quitting? Listen, I don't want no more. I didn't come to your show for inspiration for the sake of inspiration. I didn't come to your show to be encouraged. I came to your show to talk about fatherhood, fathership. So what does this have to do with fathership, Meech? I, listen, man, when I say I'm glad you asked myself, <laughs> because you can't be a great father if your life isn't surrounded around you being a great man, you becoming a greater man, you becoming greater. You can't be a good father and a terrible man. You, listen, you can be a, a hypocritical father that says a lot of great stuff and doesn't do them, but you can't be a great father and not be a great man because who you are will impact your children for generations when you're not here and what you say could get lost in translation, but who you are and what you do could never be dis- can never be um, uh, confused or disguised. It can never be lost in translation because you did it and they saw it and a lot of times they mimicked it they repeated it they applied it so I answered your question now listen this is what's even crazier because you know what what I'm gonna do is that I'm going to like I said before you know I'm gonna allow you guys to walk this out so all this stuff is new I'm I'm, I'm, I'm back in this new new bag right I'm back in the new back and doing things no differently or accepting that this is going to be new again but let me share this with you you are now listening to the fathership project there's a blessing in waiting there's a blessing in waiting if you just wait on the lord if you just wait on the lord I made this podcast for my sons. This podcast is not political. This podcast is for the people. It's for the fathers. It's for the sons that will be fathers of the sons and the daughters that do have fathers. This podcast is for men. You are listening to The Fathership Project. Hey, listen, I know, I know somebody, and I, I hope, you know, I hope y'all appreciate my sense of humor, because I'm not going to lie. Making an intro like that is like watching a movie for 25 minutes. You're just saying 30 people die, all these explosions, 
you see the hero almost die when somebody brought him back, and then right before anything else happened, he stops and in the cat. Right, y'all hear my sound effects. Anyway, the the in, the the caption of or the title of the movie first shows up. So now you like, whoa, bro, this is the this is the movie ain't started yet. That's what just happened. <laughs> um, and honestly, it's just because I want to be as authentic as possible. I want to, you know, um, especially um, what one thing I have learned is that when God is talking, you need to shut up, right? Um, when God is directing, you need to walk, right? Close your eyes. You need to walk. When God is telling you to listen, you need to be aware. Like, the, like so when, when God is like nudging you, I, I think that it's you could be in a worse position when you don't move, when you feel God nudging you to move, than when you stay and be patient. Hold on, Lord. You know, waiting for discernment when, 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 when God is, you know, laying on you. So, and that's what happened today. That's legit what happened today. Um, three things happen consistently. Bang, 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 bang. And I'm and I'm not saying three because of like numbers or a trinity. I don't really do the numbers. I'm not against any. I'm not saying nothing about people that do numbers. I just don't play with numbers um, because it feels weird when I hear people start doing numbers. It almost feels like anyway. But I digress. I'm not talking about numbers. I'm, I'm here to talk about fathership um, and and and, and um, healing through father son reconciliation. So you are listening to the Fathership Project where we normalize healing through father and son reconciliation. That is the Fathership Project and. One of the most important components of the fathership project is the bettering of the father. Like I said, you can't be a great father and not be a great man. You can be a hypocrite. You can be a billboard for greatness. But how, how if you could choose for your children to see greatness on television or live amongst greatness, what would you choose? Now, if you choose for them to see greatness on TV, then, you know, make sure they're watching basketball and football and, um, you know what I'm saying, and Elon Musk's and, you know, they can watch it. But if you decide that you want them to grow up in a world where greatness is a lifestyle, greatness is in the home, then it's all about being. So let me let me share with y'all this story, man, today. Today, man, um, I got up. You know, I recently just bought a home, a beautiful home. God blessed us, man. I, God blessed, man. He blessed us, man, with a house that is not. How can I explain it? Long story short, we 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 moved. Me and my family moved in three years ago into a new build, right? There was nobody had ever lived in that house, but us. And I'm gonna tell you that when you live in a new, when you live in something like that. It's hard to go back and it's hard to go backwards, right? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like it's hard to, you know, I don't know. It's hard to have a home cooked meal for years and then go back to only eating fast food. Like it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It hit different. It's different. So, um, long story short, we were spoiled, right? So then we looking for a house and the market was crazy, man. But God had been. Um, just blessing us, man. And that whole story, I, I guess I want to talk about that. But I'm going to talk about that story, about the house and all that with my wife. Because um, it was, it could only be fairly shared with her because of what we experienced and back and forth, man. It was crazy. But anyway, 
God just blessed us with a house, man, that was built 17 years ago and was lived in not even 50% of the time it was, you know, it's been, it's been, you know, built. And it's been remodeled. And I'm, like I said, God just, God is so amazing. And I want to tell y'all, and I'm talking about the house, not to brag or nothing about it, but because we were about to quit. <laughs> Look at God. Hey, true story. I was telling y'all the story about the house because I'm just, you know, I'm recapping. It's been a long time since I've been podcasting. Bars. But anyway, what, what's, what's crazy is I'm talking about three things that happen. And, and as I'm talking about the house, God just full circle even showed me how that connects to what I'm talking about, which is wow. That that legit just happened in the like that's not playing. Jesus, that's crazy. Anyway, let me th- so let me say this. We were looking for a house. Um, you know what I'm saying? We had worked really hard for four or five years to get our credit together. We had came, man, my credit was so bad when I first got married. People didn't take my cash. <laughs> I, it was it was so bad that you know when I would apply for credit cards, you know it wouldn't even go through. It would just it, they would just say it said error on the computer, and then they said that I would get a letter in the mail. Like it was my credit was piss poor. Um, so we worked hard. It was it wasn't fun. It wasn't glamorous. It wasn't a sexy feeling to build credit to drive older cars so you know that you wouldn't have a car no like I you know I, I did some extreme stuff that I didn't have to do um but, but I was you know my mindset was so poverty stricken that I did what I thought you had to do and it wasn't until we started just doing that my mind began to change and my tactics began to change and my extremes began to change but the most important part is that I had to start so I started with a poverty mindset and I walked through leaving a poverty mindset to a wealth mindset to an understanding of financial literacy to a you know what I'm saying I started changing I haven't arrived um I don't actually think I'll ever arrive fully because it'll never be a time where I don't think I'm done where where I will think I'm done learning but anyway we get our credit up to a you know respectable place man pretty it was actually amazing you know so shout out to Kara Ivy she was um from the Ivy League Y'all should check her out. Hey, I'm telling you, she got us together. You know, so anyway, so um, we get denied for a house because the credit is bad. We end up living with a fam, a, a, a friend of the family's put, they put us, she puts us in a beautiful house. And this is God's grace because it was a three bedroom, three bath colonial and we was paying $825 for it. People, anybody who owns housing knows that that's that's insane it's insane what we were paying for what we was getting the house was beautiful it was like 2200 square feet man it was just a beautiful home um such, such a blessing shout out to uh llama i think it was, yeah i think it was llama property shout out to her man she blessed us in a time where we weren't qualified for anything because you know we, we just had terrible credit, but we still had this beautiful house. So outside looking in, people thinking we got all this, and we really are just on the whim of God being God and not looking at who we were at that time, right? And and, and it's all that fit for us, to bless, for us to be blessed. So anyway, we got denied. Um, then we tried again, you know. Cause then you know the owner of that property was like, hey, you know we want to, you know we want to sell the house. The market looking a little right. Um, we want to offer you guys first. 
but this is how much the house for. We're like, we're in love with this house. We've been here. Um, let's go for it. We get denied right away. Credit was too bad. So then the mindset went back to just renting and renting and renting. Like we were super discouraged. Um, so we ended up getting blessed and my wife finding a place that took us in in a middle middle class, middle lower, middle class area, like a, a, a B level, B minus level area. Beautiful area, I wanna say B minus, like a B level. Anyway, nice, nice, nice area, really nice. Way better than where we came from, right? Um, and it's like outer suburb of Detroit. You know, we came from Hazel Park, then we moved further out, you know, further out east. Into a brand new building. I'm talking about they, the building, the property hadn't even been built when we applied and got accepted. They needed two or three months. That's how crazy it was. <laughs> we walk into a newly built place, um, and my wife, you know, her being her, excited. She, God preparing us. You know, y'all, if y'all don't know Latoya early, follow her at Latoya early. But anyway, so she's super excited, man. This house is beautiful. We stayed there for three years. Um, my kids keep growing. That's why the house, that, that property, we was renting still. So now the pandemic happens. So oh, hold on, let me fast forward. Let me fast forward. No, no, let me go backtrack. So we live in this beautiful house that's newly built. Year one, my wife decides to tell me to go to the doctor. The whole time I've been married, never went to the doctor, whatever. And I talked about this before. But anyway, I go to the doctor and they call me in a tell me to go to the hospital blood pressure was so high when I got to the, the hospital doctor you know kept asking me how can I see do you, are you can you see do, you know they, they it was crazy cholesterol uh, blood sugar was out off the charts it was just bad it was bad right because I had been abusing I hadn't been paying attention I had been doing right by myself anyway after all the trauma and the process of me getting through that you know I started banging right I'm going hard I'm working I'm running I'm eating water Legit eating water. I end up losing 65 pounds in like 69, let's say 90 days. All right, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing really great. I'm really excited and proud of myself. Then the pandemic happens. Okay, world shut down. Can't go outside, you're gonna die. Type, you know, this was, and this is my mind shut down, threw my routine off, killed me, killed killed what I had been building uh, and I took a real, real jab, right? I was really sad because I gained a lot of weight back. Um, thank by the grace of God, I never went all the way, I didn't go all the way back to where I was at, but I stopped, I lost the routine of how active and how diligent I was, right? First lesson, I look back at that and I say, dang, you know, I look back fast forward now that if I would have continued to do what I was doing when I was losing the weight, that right now I would be exactly where I want to be and need to be. But I quit because I let something throw me off. So I beat myself up about that, right? Now, on the flip side, I think about the time that I'm glad I did quit, stop eating and tearing my body up the way it was because if I didn't I probably wouldn't even be here or I would my lifestyle would be drastically worse because of how terrible I was I was living so first things first I had to realize that I was blessed 
that my that even though I fell off, my mindset never changed, so I never went back to who I was. Right? Um, but it did take me time to get back up because like I said, I struggle in this mindset of, oh, you messed up, you don't have no excuses. Oh, it was a pandemic. So what? That ain't an excuse. So don't do don't get up and don't get up and fight and go back to work. <laughs> because you messed up and you ain't had no excuse to so stop working. This is the crap I dealt with. But anyway, so flip, so flip that. We we go through we buy the crib, right? We we looking for a house. The market is insane. We lose out on three deals because of the type of loan we had. We had an FHA. Am I telling y'all too much of my business? I don't care. I digress. Anyway. <laughs> we lost out on a couple properties. I mean, some people were willing to pay thirty, forty thousand over the actual value of the pro- of the houses. Some people was dropping seventy thousand dollars cash up front, like it was insane. So we lost on one house that we was in love with to the point where the owner was a pastor. The owner had a son named the same name as my son. We sent them a letter. They like us. We getting closer. We thinking we about to get this. They asked for all they need is they just want us to show them proof of closing. We like bet we got that. We going through all of that. Boom, we lose it. We discouraged. This is where you know we praying God. You supposed to do this. God, blah 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 blah. God, you not here. We done lost these three spots that we need, that we want. We need a house. We only got 30 days before we can leave. Now we close to 10 days. Now we close to, you know, whatever. So as I'm sitting in this beautiful house where my kids have more space, they have rooms, they have a backyard, they have a... When I'm sitting in this house that is so... And I'm sitting here just like, God, thank you. Right, right. I'm so blessed. I want to tell you guys that four days before we quit, we got it. So so after we lost those three houses, I was literally sitting there like, babe, I'm done. We're done. We, we failed. We suck. Let's just wait, save up a couple, you know, save up another year and do this all over again. Let's wait until the circumstances are are more conducive to us. You know, let's wait till it's easier, right? Let's wait. Let's just wait. Same thing that I sat down when I stopped working out. Let's just, let me just wait until COVID goes away. Let me just wait. Not let me just figure out how to be safe and do things a better way and adjust. Let me just stop and wait until my feelings are conducive with the circumstances so I can work, right? I'll wait to be productive, which reminds me of a scripture, but I'll talk about that later. No, no. <laughs> right? It's funny when, when God gave one of the servants something and he put it in the ground. He said, I was waiting, it, holding it for you, Lord. I didn't want to lose it. And he called him slothful. I'm like, wait, Lord, I'm going to work out when COVID go away. But you're, but, but, but he called me slothful. Lord, we not, so we not looking for a house until the market is easier. This, okay, but, 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 but y'all been working and I've been telling y'all to stay diligent. And I told y'all y'all was going to get a home and, but Lord is so, okay. So you're going to be slothful. You're just going to stay here because you're not trying to get no interest on what I already gave you. Cause I gave you a brand new, I gave you a brand new bill. I gave you a brand new house. No one ever walked in before you other than the contractors. And you not telling me what I can't do because of the market is too crazy. Come on, man. Right. And I hope that 
you know, like you may not be looking for a house, but I'm, I guarantee there's something that you may be trying to do and nothing is feeling con conducive to what you're trying. So you're like, maybe I should just wait. Now, I'm not talking about being paused and having wisdom because you should have pause and be wise. But it's the difference between taking pause and being aware and using wisdom. And there's um, then and there's a, there's a difference between doing that and saying, I'm going to quit until it's easier. <laughs> I waited for easy for three months. And it threw my whole weight loss journey and regime upside down. Like I got, I'm fighting back. Sidebar, you know, I got back to it. Am I as great as I was there? Not yet, but I'm getting there. But I also had the best physical I've had in the la in my life since I, you know, became a grown up and tore my body all apart. I've had the best physical a couple days ago ever. Blood pressure, normal. Listen, and I'm and I'm not bragging. Yes, I am. I'm bragging on the process that God says, if you stay consistent, there will always be results. But that does not mean if you stay consistent and you'll have results that you won't have trial. I have struggled and fallen and quit and messed up in pizzas and all, you know, like I've been like, Grr! but I have never not had fruit from consistency. I'm, I'm talking about if I look at anything that I've continued to do consistently, there's fruit there. And I look at everything that I wanted to do that I didn't start keep doing, and there's no fruit there. Huh, I wonder why. Anyway, we like we done. This market is garbage. You know, maybe it's because they racist or the white man. Like, I started making excuses, right? I started finding, somehow I found this bag of being a victim again. Oh, the white man and racism and the government and uh, Biden is president. And I, I was finding all these excuses to be weak. And I'm saying, hold on, Meech, come on. It's the fellowship project. What you talking my kids are watching me, okay? They're watching, they're watching me. So all these thoughts and all some of the things I said out of frustration, all, the, all this stuff is happening to my kids who are going to buy a house one day. My kids, well, they're going to be healthy before, way before 30, but my kids are going to try and go after things, and they're looking like, but can have I ever seen someone overcome in my life? Think about it, dads. No, dads, as young men, did you grow up in a house where you saw somebody overcome? Think about that. Do, do, we, do we as men grow up in environments where overcoming change and growth are, are just day to day? Like, man, yeah, my dad was messed up, but he got himself together. No, my dad wasn't a perfect man, man, but after this, my dad, like, do, do we grow up in these worlds? Or do we be like, man, you know, he did what he, he, you know, he did what he knew. He did his best. Or did you see people in your family say, this was my best. Now I got a new best. My best used to be, I would only eat, I would only drink one, two liter a day. That was my best. I would only get four refills of lemonade. That was, that, that used to be my best when I was trying. But that ain't my best no more. One refill of lemonade when I go out to eat is a failure. Nah, like my best change, but that's different. What I'm saying is so, 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 my, so my kids are watching this environment. They're watching me go through adversity because they asking like, what's going on with the house? And we telling them because they going to view the houses. Like I wanted them to understand. I didn't know how houses were bought when I was a kid. I want my kids to know how houses are bought. Not just somebody have money and say, here you go. I want them to know about what a mortgage, I, I wanted them to understand what was happening. 
So they like, Daddy, we get the house, we get the house. No, no, we failed. They like, oh man, they they stressed out with us. They 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 mad about that too. So then we get to this Monday and we like, man, we are done with this garbage. I'm like, I want to quit now because listen, I'm gonna tell y'all from where I came from, being spoiled and talented, talented, you know, it was easier for me to quit when I wasn't good at things because I was so used to being good at things or giving things. Dads, this is what I'm talking about. So when your kids are talented, just giving them stuff or just paying attention to that when you just give people stuff, when they're just giving things because they're talented and they're gifted, there's a great chance of them becoming spoiled, lazy quitters because they're not being challenged and they don't understand adversity. Anyway, all right, so I, didn't, so I was ready to quit because I came from being my parents drove like I didn't take the bus my parents drove me where I wanted to go took me to go see my girlfriend took me to the movies took me my dad my mom like they just was they was the great they were so great they were so great right or are great so anyway but I was spoiled spoiled kid entitled kid talented kid so things came easy so when things came hard I was like I mean must mean I must quit a lot of people, you know, and we grow up in this world, in this society, where it's like, must quit. Oh, it's hard. Means I gotta quit. Yep, my wife tripping. Means I gotta divorce her. Go get another one. But thank the Lord that, you know, I have a wife. That I'm like, I'm gonna quit. Now, my wife, you know, she took some punishment during that process. But she did. What she did was a blessing because she was like, oh, okay, how about this? Saturday, nothing break. No house, we see no house we want, no offer get picked up, we're done. And the way market, the market was moving, it was to find a house on a Friday and put an offer in and get an answer within two, three days was almost impossible. So we was almost, we had almost accepted defeat, like we'll give it a few more days. <laughs> this is where God's grace and God being so amazing worked in our favor because even though we was like, we gonna quit on Saturday. We gonna quit on Saturday. God moved where Wednesday a house was posted. Friday an offer was accepted, <laughs> and then 40 days, 45 days later, we had a home. We have a home. And listen to the story. I told you. Understand this. If I would have got my way, I would have quit it on Monday and I would still be living in an apartment. I would still, no, I would still be living at that townhouse paying 24, I would be paying 24, $2,500 to live in a two bedroom with five people with a son who just, I don't know what my son Carter is on, but he just keep growing. I saw him the day he was growing. I just wanted to punch him in his side, but I digress. Anyway, he just keep growing. These kids, was they getting bigger and bigger, and I'm here, and I would have quit. They would have still been there. So I told, I'm telling this story because it came full circle. Like, dog, if I would have quit that Monday, I wouldn't have none of this. I wouldn't have this beautiful house. I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have had the experience of living in a beautiful neighborhood in a time now where they talk about how high racism is. And I live in a neighborhood where I have a white soldier across the street from me, an older Asian guy, an older uh, Lebanese woman, another white, um, couple white neighbors. And I'm talking about people bringing me food, shaking my hand, offering me lawn supplies, help, like talking to me, kicking it, like, 
on top of the fact that I have a home for my family now, I have a, a property where we've had birthday parties and events and we've been able to bless people and be blessed and I wouldn't have had any of that if I would have quit. My son came downstairs in a shirt. I started a clothing line a couple years ago, five, six, seven years ago. It was called Front Pew Crew, FPC clothing. He wore the shirt and it reminded me, I'm like, dang, I wonder where my clothing line would have been now if I wouldn't quit. But that's another story, right? right. <laughs> so I want to ask you, the story was all for this. What? Think about it right now. Think about the days you wanted to quit. Cause I want you to, I want you to encourage yourself in this moment. Think about time in your life when you wanted to quit and you was close, like, man, I'm, this is garbage. I'm done with this. Mm -mm, nope. Nope. Done. It's a wrap. But something was like, come on. Something put that wait till Saturday spirit in you. Or something put that, let's just wait a little longer in you. And then God moved in that, right? And 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 this is the thing. We be praying for miracles. We're like, oh, but God moved when I was right about to quit. No, no, no. This is the thing. God don't stop moving. When, like, God don't be waiting for us to about to be giving up and he's like, okay, now I can move. God ain't, ain't, God ain't really waiting on us. He just said, we need to catch up. Anyway, what I'm saying is that God has done so much, put so much in the earth, that if we continue to be consistent, we will align with his will if we don't quit. God's will is for me to have a house. Oh, well, me, how do you know that? Because we got it. Oh, it was God's will. It's a lot of people who weren't able to buy during the pandemic. It was people that were able to buy in the pandemic. And I'm talking about even getting to the details of it. And we also were able to get the house at a price. I, I, listen, y'all already in my business. Listen, just know that 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 God's will was for me to have what I have now. But it was the fact that I didn't quit because I had faith that I was able to hold on. Not that I didn't get weary. I got weary in a mug. I was done. Which happens sometimes. But I'm thankful that I had enough faith to say, you know what, God, come on. I'm holding on. I'm, I'm just going to hold on to the reins. That's why the Bible talks about even, you know, don't worry. Don't put all your, you know, your thoughts of, you know, focusing on, I'm, I'm butchering the scripture. On tomorrow, you know, focus on today because today will present its own problems. So sometimes it ain't, listen, okay, oh man, I want to quit tomorrow. Forget, don't think about tomorrow. Can you hold on today? Let's hold on today. So I'm hold, So you hold it on. I held on. I didn't quit. I held on to my faith. And God was able to operate in my life. Let me tell you what's so crazy. Within those 45 days, it was two times, seven days before closing, we almost quit again. But because we held on, I'm talking about, it didn't, it looked like, man, God, okay, now we all the way here. You to put us all through this. And now we about to still lose the, the God said, but come on, bro. Hold on. Stay, keep doing what I said do. And it happened. So I want you to ask yourself, what wouldn't you have today if you would have gave up last week? What wouldn't you have this year if you would have quit five years ago? Shoot, my wife's business, five years, it was tough. Listen, if... Man, I wish my wife was here to hear this. Let me tell you something. I'm going to just say this because I, I'm, it's just the truth. If my wife, this is how amazing God is and how his timing and his will and us being consistent and faithful. God gave my wife a vision, right? She had to fight through that five years. She had people leave. She lost stuff. It was bad. I mean, it was tough. People said nasty stuff about what she was doing or questioned her her authenticity and it was just crap and pouring crap and it's like she like man I, 
forget Chase Gray. I could go work in here and make this and not have to worry about this. But she didn't quit. She doesn't quit. She doesn't quit five years ago. God puts us in a position where one, I walk in a position. She gets in a position. We're able to become homeowners. Not before we become homeowners, we're in a position to better our credit, to invest in our family, to invest in our children, to put this here, to put that in the bubble, blah, 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 material stuff. But for real, for real, the real only thing that was really important is the principles that was. So what's crazy is if my wife would have quit six, five, six years ago, we may not have this house. Shoot, I don't know. My wife don't tell me everything. I, I mean, about, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago she wanted to get rid of me. I don't know. Shoot, I was close to 400 pounds. So who knows? But she didn't quit. <laughs> she didn't quit. You know, me, my health journey, staggering. Because I didn't quit, I just went and got the best physical I've gotten in three years since I found out my health was messed up. And it feels so good. Because I didn't quit. That doesn't mean there's other challenges. That don't mean I don't got to keep working it. But it means that because I didn't quit, I was able to bear this fruit. So, I hope y'all understood the story, man. It was, it was less about buying a house and all that other stuff. It was more about because I didn't quit, I can look now and say, man, thank you, Lord, for these things that I couldn't imagine not having, couldn't imagine living without. But if I would have quit, I would have never experienced them in the first place. Yeah, let's go to another segment. Out of sheer morbid curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Okay, so, so so you're like, okay, I heard the story. Don't give up. You know, once again, Demetrius, this is the Fathership Project. What are you talking? Listen, the Fathership Project is about normalizing healing through father-son reconciliation. That's what we're here for. So you just being a great dad and giving your kid all these great quotes and and telling and showing him the way and not being the way for yourself, which is an example and then flips into your kid also inherits that wisdom because they actually see it in play. That's what this is what that's what this is all about. So I wanted so I wanted to ask you the question of where where were you like when you was about to quit? You was about to quit, like listen, this is garbage, okay? I'm done. But you didn't. I want you to remember a couple things about that. What made you stay? Who helped you stay? And what do you have today because you didn't quit then? What made you stay? What made you don't what made you not quit? Who helped you not quit? And what have you gained? I want you to legit write that down. I want you to write down what made I want you to write down what made you quit? Like what made you want to quit? Like this happened. I wanted to quit X, Y, and Z. Write down the problem in the, in the situation. And then I want you to write down why you didn't quit. So the scripture, the scenario, the, the revelation, I want you to write that down specifically. And then who helped you? And if you say nobody, don't put nobody. Put God. Because if nobody in the real world helped you, then that means God, God helped you. 
which means if God, the Bible talks about if God says, if I'm with you, who could come against you? So some people say, oh, I'm self-made and nobody helped me. No, if God did not see fit to allow anybody else to be in your corner in that season, it wasn't because everybody's hating on you. It wasn't because nobody likes you and you're going to, you know, I'm going to help me and in my self-love. No, no. It means is that God wanted your attention so much. He shielded everybody else around you so that when you were to go through and overcome, the only person that would get the credit is not yourself, is God. But you sometimes we say we self-made because we don't pay attention because we say, oh, ain't nobody helped me. My mama wasn't there. My daddy was on drugs and everything. But, uh, but God still woke you up that morning. God still allowed this to happen. God still made sure or allowed you to be late that day. And it was a car accident that if you would have been on time, you would have been in the car accident. Like, it's so many, listen, it's so many multiversal conversation and, and, it, and things that it could have or should have, or would have, could have, should have existed if God would not have been God. So, if you're writing the list to figure out who helped and there's nobody, listen, a victim would write nobody. Because it makes you blame some, it gets you in the spirit of, of weakness, of powerlessness. Like, well, nobody helped me, or self-righteousness, and I had to do it all by myself. So instead of putting nobody, deny that that desire, right? Eh, nope, don't put nobody. Put, huh, I can't, she didn't help me, he didn't help me, huh, they didn't help me, huh, they was kind of garbage. Boom. That means God helped me because this is the flip side. You might have been celebrating yourself for something because nobody in the real world helped you. But now, because God wants everything he gives, everything that he does to get the glory, how about now? Instead of you saying, man, my marriage survived 15 years and, you know, we ain't had no friends and no couples encouraging us. So we just had to do it ourselves to say, listen, I don't know how we made it because we didn't have the encouragement in real life to survive we didn't have the examples but somehow god continued to cover our marriage that's just i'm telling that's that's a, listen that's a fathership cheat code right there when you can't see nobody else helping god god is still there so if nobody else can get the credit god can that's a secret and then so you wrote why who helped you and then you finish that off with saying, writing, what do I have now? And I want you to look at that like, dog, me and my wife tried for 20 years to have a kid. Me and my wife tried for 10 years, 11 years to have a child. We never had one. And now I adopted this, this amazing child that's, I can't, I can't even imagine that I lived this long without. Or... My wife's pregnant. I can't imagine living in this world without watching my wife become a mother. But I almost quit. You get what I'm saying? Or even true story with me. I, me and my wife had a, a tough point when we was dating, and I was like, God, I can't do this. I'm done. I was about to. I was about to cancel the engagement. God, my Lord, they listen. My wife not perfect, but man, these people, Carter, Croy, Chase. Oh my God, her. I couldn't imagine my life without these people. Oh my God. But I was about to quit. Thank God I had my grandmother and my mother and my cousin, you know what I'm saying? And God, for them to be like, hey man, listen. My cousin was just straight up. He like, look, I know the girls you dated. I don't, I don't know if you go be able to strike lightning twice. <laughs> you maybe need to figure this out. 
I'm thankful that when I call my grandma out of fuss and complain about my wife, my grandma said, let's just pray about it. Let's pray. You can complain and all that, but how about you pray? That's another cheat code, real talk, fellas. Like, sometimes people don't have the answers to your problems because they never experienced them. That don't mean they not helping you or you call like, hey, man, I need $100, man. I messed up. And they like, hey, man, I don't really got it for you, but I'll pray with you. you like, all you want to do is offer me to pray, but you don't got $100 for me. Like, listen, it, my grandma could have gave me advice. She could have. In the scenario, I could have been right. Like, man, all my wife want to do is be at church and blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's, there, there's, there's, there's a point in that. And I'm just sharing with y'all just to be a, keep it a band. I'm just sharing with y'all a little bit that I actually share with my clients and explain that they, you, sometimes you have a great reason for what you're doing. And if you do it, you're still wrong. <laughs> Listen, you can have a great reason. That's a good reason for what you're doing, what you're gonna do in retaliation or do because, and if you do it, you still wrong. My wife was engulfed in the church world. I'm talking about locking. She's staying there. She barely being home. She barely being home because she's serving. And yes, that's that's top heavy. You shouldn't be doing all like that. But let me tell you something. If I would have left her because of that, I would have missed on the experience of me getting top heavy in the church for a season and getting engulfed in the relationships that God manifested in that, the wisdom that God, the, 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 the man, the stuff that God did because this is what's crazy. If I would have did the right thing, for, if I would have did something for the right reason, it would have been wrong. But I did something that wasn't mature or right Right? So I did something sort of wrong for the right reason. And when I say that, I'm talking about I was serving and top heavy and not really taking care of my home, but I was at church and church, 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 church. And even though you're not supposed to be church, 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 where you're not balanced because it comes more about work and the pride, what I'm saying is if I wouldn't have devoted my time to God in that season, I wouldn't have had the foundation that when God was like to show me balance, I wouldn't even have had an understanding of who God is in relation that God desires. To understand that balance was necessary, but to understand that if any, if when it comes to balance, if something fall off at the end of the day, God got to stay. So sometimes you can't balance, but you better hold on to God. <laughs> but God desires us to be balanced. You know what I'm saying? So I said a lot, but I said that to say this. Don't quit ever. When you fall, get your butt back up. Y'all know you don't have no excuse. No, you're not a victim, but you still need to get back up at work. Oh, yeah, I should have went to school 20 years ago and graduated. Yup. So? So, we about to go back to school now or not? On what? You know, I started a real estate business last year during the pandemic called Better Early. And, you know, the premise behind that is that conversation. It's better early than never. What's early? Now. Because it's either early or never. So if you, if you start school to walk into your career at 40, it's better early. 40 is early or never. Never is you don't do it, then you die. <laughs> you quit because I waited too long. Yeah, you did. So is it going to be harder? Yeah, probably. Probably not. You don't know because you won't do it. So... say all that to say this don't quit ever hard does not mean wrong and right doesn't mean right this is why you have to hold on to God there are things that are happening that will make 
doing this feel right it would even sound right it might be a, even a good reason but god might be like yep that may look good but if you hold on to me in the midst of this five years from now you'll thank god that you didn't do what looked good but you did what was good by me because this is the fruit it bears when you do the right thing for the right reasons in your own self-righteousness you are limited to what you have to offer in fruit but when you do what's right because onto faith in god your fruit is unlimited my wife being de dedicated and diligent and not quitting her job is fruit of this home that we have the vehicles that we bought the credit status that we are me being faithful when i quit when i wanted to quit but i continue to honor god is the reason why i walk into the positions i'm walking into i'm having these opportunities my health is getting better I have these amazing children that I'm I have this marriage I had like there are things that I couldn't have manifested on my own but because I held on to God and my faith and having faith in God being the source of my, my manifestation I wasn't limited to what I could do because what I got is no way I could have done it or willed it myself but because I did not quit God God revealed and manifested fruit in my life that quant that that quadruples and is multiplied in my effort i just didn't quit but god gave me xyz this is this but i just didn't quit but i could have quit and ran around did this and did this and did this and had some stuff but it was no way i could have willed this to happen the way it happened and as smooth as it happened, and when I say smooth, is that, you know, that's the whole thing of, I don't look like what I've been through. It's been hard for four years. It's been hard for three years. There's been challenges. There's been times I wanted to punch walls. There's been times I punch walls. There's been times I cried. There's been times that I said, God, listen, bro, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to talk to you right now. <laughs> There's been times where I legit wanted to quit. And then I sit back and I finally was able to sit back yesterday or today. And was like, wait a minute. But if I would have quit for the right reasons or because I was frustrated or because it was hard or because people, my, my daddy didn't teach me this or my mama didn't teach me this or my, I wasn't born with a silver spoon or I didn't, like, if I, I sit back and think, man, if I would have done this for the great reasons I had, I could have never had what I, and, and, and when, and when I'm talking about that, I, I could have never had what I had, I'm not talking about this beautiful house, I'm not talking about these healthy, beautiful children, I'm not talking about this beautiful, strong woman I have, I'm not talking about these I'm talking about, I got friends that really rock with me when they mad at me. I got friends that really respect me and love me when they don't understand me. I got I got parents that disagree with me, that still love me and encourage me. Like, I got, listen, I got stuff. This Right, so I got stuff and then I got stuff of value. But at the end of the day, with everything that's going on, even, I mean, I lost my father this year. I lost my cousin three years ago. My wife lost her father last year. We like, like, there's been stuff that's been happening. It's like, bro, what the heck is... Like, it's so much crap, and I'd be like, man, I want to be depressed. You know, I, I, I miss my father. He came out of nowhere, you feel me? I got all these reasons, right? I got all this stuff that's floating my brother-in-law. Like, it's people, it's people, I mean, my brother-in-law lost people. Like, I'm looking at the things and the things that have been happening, the pandemic, the war that might be coming, the COVID, and it's so much crap that's been happening, and I'd be wanting to get into my feelings and get defeated and quit. But what I'm saying is because of my faith and because I didn't quit before, God has instilled in me a peace beyond my understanding that when all this stuff goes around and my head start going crazy and I'm like, bro, what, what? I sit down and for some reason, I still have peace. And it's because I didn't quit. I didn't quit 10 years ago when my wife, all she wanted to do was go to church. 
and she wouldn't come home and cook. <laughs> she wouldn't come home and, you know, f feed my flesh. I think about if I would have quit and found a woman that would have fed my flesh, who wasn't all up in church, church, church back then, I would not have an itch of the peace that I don't understand that I have today. And that's worth more than anybody can buy me or give me or I can try to manifest and will on my own. Because God manifested a piece in me that I'm still trying to figure out why I haven't fallen apart. Why I'm not hitting this or drinking this. And I'm talking about like hitting liquor, hitting weed, or going like why, why, why haven't I went left when I got a good excuse because I lost my pops and it came random and I don't, you can't even explain it. My dad was healthy and then he gone. So why am I not depressed? Why am I not? Why am I not in my feelings and doing all the stuff that I probably should do or I think I should do in my mind? It's because when I was time, when times were hard for me in the time, I gave my faith to God and I held on and I didn't quit. And he gave me, the Bible talks about it, James 1, it says, when trials come, it's an opportunity to grow in your faith, right? There was a foundation implanted in me. God manifested a peace in me. Beyond my understanding, my wisdom, my study, my financial status, my age, my diet, blah, blah, blah. But I got it because I didn't quit. But if I would have quit five years ago when God was trying to stretch my faith, when, when, when I was sitting in the hospital because my kidneys had went in the shock because I was tearing my body up, right? And I had to take some medication or whatever that messed me up. But if I would have given up on God in them times of stretching my faith, when the world shut down, when my father this, when COVID and when, when all this stuff hit, I wouldn't have had a peace to still be a father that could function and encourage and pray for and pray with and honor God now because my faith wouldn't have been able to stretch because I would have quit. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I didn't quit when I had a good reason. And, and, and sometimes it's hard to remember that because when times is hard, you don't remember nothing. You remember like, hey, okay, I, that sounds good, Meech, but it suck right now. Yes, for sure. I couldn't, when, four years ago, I couldn't imagine sitting where I'm at today. When I first got the, the news of, my, of having high blood pressure, I could not imagine going to a hospital, going to a doctor, and him saying, my, hey, your blood pressure is normal. Oh, your EKG looks great. This is the, this is the best, this is, this is the best physical you've had since you've come here. I, I never in my life imagined a doctor telling me that. Ever. I don't mean it ain't still work to do. That ain't mean it's, it, it's, it wasn't hard. I never saw it. And that's the thing about faith. That's the thing about being a better man so your kids can see it. Listen, listen, listen. Sometimes to get over the hump is to remember the humps you had already got over. Right? You forgot. So when my kids think about adversity, I want to create an environment where they see, oh, my dad went through this. And he got there. And it wasn't easy. And I watched him do the work. The Fathership Project is about doing the work. Write down what was about to make you quit. Because sometimes you need to go back into your year 2021 self and look at how your, your year 2015 self was about to quit because such and such didn't like you. And your 2021 self married and got this relationship and you're like, man, I can't even believe I was tripping about that person. But back then you couldn't see the light, the light shine 
on another person beyond that person because you was in the midst of it. And that's why I thank God that for some reason I was able just to hold on and I had somebody who was telling me to hold on. That's why the Assembly of Saints is so powerful because you need somebody to tell you like, look, I know this suck right now, but can you just hold on to God because I'm telling you, I've never held on to God and look back four years later and look years later and look months later and be like, oh, God was on some garbage. I didn't gave up on stuff. Like my clothing line, I, I knew if I would have held on to it. Seven years ago, I designed clothes. I designed cotton shirts with leather sleeves and zippers and buttons. Man, ain't nobody gonna wear this, right? Come on, man. But I quit. And if you quit early, you don't deserve to reap the benefits of hard labor because people that labor don't get it overnight. I know we live in a world where everybody is going viral and all that crap. No, I'm talking about a success that takes generations to build. And that's, a, that's generations of people who just won't quit. But I digress. So, yes, you are listening to the Fathership Project. I said a lot. But actually, I only said one thing. Don't quit. Have faith. And the one way to encourage your faith is to go back and document when you thought that it was no more faith left to gain. There was no more, there was nothing left to gain. I couldn't do this, but I didn't quit anyway. And then write down how you made it and write down what you've gained. And if think about, man, like I said, I was gonna quit my relationship, but I got Carter Corey Chase. Was what my wife was doing worth me living a life without Carter Corey Chase? I haven't found a reason yet. So that means thank you, Lord, that I would that you that somehow I was able to hold on beyond my understanding because I would have lost something that I never would have experienced that I'm experiencing and I can't imagine ever living without. Woo! God is good. So that's all I'm gonna say. You have listened to the Fathership Project. I'm back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that I that I've been gone, but I'm back. We're going to be better. We're going to be better men so our sons know how to be better men. We're going to be better uncles so our nieces understand what um, a man that's not their father should be. We're going to be we're going to be better we're going to be better neighbors so that our kids know what a community is supposed to look like. We're going to be better. That's what makes the project such an amazing opportunity. I'm not just being a great father for the sake of my kids. I'm being a great father. I'm being a great man so that I can be a great father, so that I can be a great mentor, teacher, cousin, neighbor, financial advisor, spiritual leader, whatever, coach. But so that I can man, so that God can manifest through me. God can I, I, that that word manifest bothers me. But anyway, that God can use me to encourage a young man named Carter in 20 years to be somewhere that God needs him to be, to be a blessing to somebody else's life. God, to use me being a better man, that Croy says something two years from now, four years from now, or three years ago, when he told his friend, when his friend told him that he don't believe in God because he don't know if God is real, and, God, and, and Croy told him that God is real and told him that if he believed that God died and rose for his sins, that he would be saved. I want to be a better man so that my son can evangelize the kids at the play at the playground. I want to be used 
as a better man so that Chase sees that in times of fear and trouble and destruction that he can still walk into a room and God can use him to light up the room and encourage everybody he sees and that sees him for the glory of God and to be a light. So I got to be a better man, not just a better father. This bless me. I pray it blesses you. Y'all can follow me at a dad coach. There's some changes a little bit. Also, still the fathership project on IG. I'm a dad coach on Twitter. You can also go to a dadcoach.com um, if you're interested in the consultation. I'm offering the free 30 minutes of just let's have an assessment, let's chop. Um, and we can go from there. So until then, don't quit ever. I pray this help. Peace and God bless. Play Air Media.